are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. The sun is the star at the center of the solar system. It is almost perfectly spherical and consists of hot plasma interwoven with magnetic fields. It has a diameter of about 1 million 392,000 kilometers or about 109 times that of the Earth. Its mass 2 times 10 to the 30th kilograms or 330,000 times that of Earth accounts for about 99.86 of the total mass of our solar system. Chemically, about three quarters of the sun's mass consists of hydrogen, while the rest is mostly helium. Less than 2% of the Sun consists of heavier elements, including oxygen, carbon, neon, and iron. The Sun's stellar classification, based on spectral class, is rated G2V and is informally designated as a yellow dwarf because its visible radiation is most intense in the yellow-green portion of the spectrum 
And although its color is white from the surface of the Earth, it may appear yellow because of atmospheric scattering of blue light. In the spectral class label, G2 indicates its surface temperature of approximately 5,778 Kelvin or 5,505 degrees Celsius. And V indicates that the Sun, like most stars, is a main sequence star and thus generates its energy by nuclear fusion of hydrogen nuclei into helium. In its core, the Sun fuses 620 million metric tons of hydrogen each second. Once regarded by astronomers as a small and relatively insignificant star, the Sun is now thought to be brighter than about 85% of all the stars in the Milky Way galaxy most of which are red dwarfs. The absolute magnitude of the Sun is positive 4.83. However, as the star closest to the Earth, the Sun is the brightest object in the sky with an apparent magnitude of minus 26.74. The Sun's hot corona continuously expands in space, creating the solar wind. The solar wind, a stream of charged particles that extends to the heliopause at roughly 100 astronomical units. The bubble in the interstellar medium formed by the solar wind, the heliosphere, is the largest continuous structure in the solar system. The sun is currently traveling through the local interstellar cloud in the local bubble zone within the inner rim of the Orion arm of the Milky Way galaxy.
of the 50 nearest stellar systems within 17 light years from Earth, the closest one being a red dwarf named Proxima Centauri at approximately 4.2 light years away. The Sun ranks fourth in mass. The Sun orbits the center of the Milky Way at a distance of approximately 24 to 26,000 light years from the galactic center, completing one clockwise orbit as viewed from the galactic North Pole in about 225 to 250 million years. Since our galaxy is moving with respect to the cosmic microwave background radiation in the direction of the constellation Hydra, with a speed of 550 kilometers per second. The sun's resonant velocity with respect to the cosmic microwave background radiation is about 370 kilometers per second in the direction of the crater of Leo. The mean distance of the sun from the earth is approximately 149 million kilometers, otherwise known as 1 AU. Though the distance varies as the earth moves from perihelion in January to aphelion in July. At this average distance, light travels from the sun to the earth in about 8 minutes and 19 seconds. The energy of this sunlight supports almost all life on earth by photosynthesis and drives Earth's climate and weather. 
the enormous effect of the sun on the earth has been recognized since prehistoric times and the sun has been regarded by some cultures as a deity. An accurate scientific understanding of the sun developed slowly and as recently as the 19th century prominent scientists had little knowledge of the sun's physical composition and source of energy. This understanding is still developing. There are a number of present-day anomalies in the sun's behavior that remains unexplained. The Sun is a G-type main sequence star comprising about 99.8632% of the total mass of the solar system. It is a near-perfect sphere with an oblateness estimated at about nine millionths, which means that its polar diameter differs from its equatorial diameter by only 10 kilometers. As the sun consists of plasma and is not solid, it rotates faster at its equator than at its poles. This behavior is known as differential rotation and is caused by convection in the sun and the movement of mass due to steep temperature gradients from the core outwards. This mass carries a portion of the sun's counterclockwise angular momentum as viewed from the ecliptic north pole thus redistributing the angular velocity. The period of this actual rotation is approximately 25.6 days at the equator and 33.5 days at the poles. However, Due to our constantly changing vantage point from the Earth, 
as it orbits the Sun. The apparent rotation of the star at its equator is 28 days. The centrifugal effect of this slow rotation is 18 million times weaker than the surface gravity at the Sun's equator. The tidal effects of the planets is even weaker and does not significantly affect the shape of the Sun. The Sun is a population one or heavy element rich star. The formation of the Sun may have been triggered by shock waves from one or more nearby supernovae. This is suggested by a high abundance of heavy elements in the solar system, such as gold and uranium, relative to the abundance of these elements in so-called population two heavy element poor stars. These elements could most possibly have been produced by endergonic nuclear reaction during a supernova or by transmission through neutron absorption inside a second generation star. The Sun does not have a definite boundary as a rocky planets do. And in its outer parts, the destiny of its gases drops exponentially with increasing distance from its center. Nevertheless, it has a well-defined interior structure. The sun's radius is measured from its center to the edge of the photosphere. This is simply the layer above which the gases are too cool or too thin to radiate a significant amount of light and is therefore the surface most readily visible to the naked eye. The solar interior is not directly observable and the sun itself is opaque to electromagnetic radiation.
However, just as seismologists use waves generated by earthquakes to reveal the interior structure of the earth, the discipline of helioseismology makes use of pressure waves, infrasound waves, traversing the sun's interior to measure and visualize the star's inner structure. Computer modeling of the sun is also used as a theoretical tool to investigate its inner layers. The core of the sun is considered to extend from the center to about 25% of its solar radius. It has a density of up to 150 grams per cubic centimeter cubed, which is about 150 times the density of water and a temperature of close to 13.6 million Kelvin. By contrast, the sun's surface temperature is approximately 5,800 degrees Kelvin. There is a faster rotation rate in the core than in the rest of the radiative zone. Through most of the sun's life, energy is produced by nuclear fusion. Through a series of steps called the PP proton to proton chain. This process converts hydrogen into helium. The core is the only region in the sun that produces an appreciable amount of thermal energy through fusion. Inside 25% of the sun's radius, 99% of the power has been generated, and by 30% of the radius, fusion has stopped nearly entirely. The rest of the star is heated by energy that is transferred outward 
from the core and the layers just outside. The energy produced by fusion in the core must then travel through many successive layers to the solar photosphere before it escapes into space as sunlight or kinetic energy particles. The proton-to-proton chain occurs around 9.2 times 10 to the 37th times each second in the core of the Sun. Since this reaction uses four free protons, hydrogen nuclei, it converts about 3.7 times 10 to the 38 protons to alpha particles, helium nuclei, every second. The sun releases energy at the mass energy conversion rate of 4.26 million metric tons per second. This mass is not destroyed to create the energy. Rather, the mass is carried away in the radiated energy. The power by fusion in the core varies with distance from the solar center. At the center of the sun, theoretical models estimate it to be approximately 276 watts per meter cubed, a power production density that more nearly approximates a reptile's metabolism than a nuclear bomb. Peak power production in the sun has been compared to the volumetric heat generated in an active compost heap. The great secret of the sun, the tremendous power output of the sun, is not due to its high power per volume, but instead it is due to its incredibly large size. The fusion rate 
in the core is in a self-correcting equilibrium. A slightly higher rate of fusion would cause the core to heat up and expand slightly against the weight of the outer layers, reducing the fusion rate and correcting and at a slightly lower rate would cause the core to cool and shrink slightly, increasing the fusion rate and once again reverting it to its present levels. The gamma rays, high energy photons, released in fusion reactions are absorbed in only a few millimeters of solar plasma and then re-emitted again in random direction and at a slightly lower energy. Therefore, it takes a long time for radiation to reach the sun's surface. Estimates of the photon travel time range between 10,000 and 170,000 years. Since energy transport in the sun is a process which involves photons in thermodynamic equilibrium with matter, the time scale of energy transport in the sun is longer on the order of 30 million years. This is the time it would take the sun to return to a stable state if the rate of energy generation in its core were suddenly to be changed. After a final trip through the convective outer layer to the transparent surface of the photosphere, the photons escape as visible light. Each gamma ray in the sun's core is converted into several million photons of visible light before escaping into space. Neutrinos are also released by the fusion reactions in the core but unlike photons, they rarely interact with matter. So almost all neutrinos are able to escape the sun immediately. For many years, measurement of the number of neutrinos 
produced in the sun were lower than theories predicted. This discrepancy was resolved through the discovery of the effects of neutrino oscillation. From about 0.25 to about 0.7 solar radii, solar material is hot and dense enough that thermal radiation is sufficient to transfer the intense heat of the core outward. This zone is free of thermal convection. While the material gets cooler from 7 to about 2 million Kevin with increasing altitude, the temperature gradient is less than the value of the lapse rate and hence cannot drive convection. Energy transferred by radiation, ions of hydrogen and helium emit photons which travel only a brief distance before being reabsorbed by other ions. The radiative zone and the convection form a transition layer, the tachocline. This is a region where the sharp regime change between the uniform rotation of the radiative zone and the differential rotation of the convection zones results in a large shear, a condition where successive horizontal layers slide past one another. The fluid motions found in the convection zone slowly disappear from the top of this layer to its bottom, matching the calm characteristics of the radiative zone. Presently, it is hypothesized that a magnetic dynamo within this layer generates the sun's magnetic field. In the sun's outer layer, from its surface down to approximately 200,000 kilometers, or 70 percent of the solar radius, the solar plasma is not dense enough or hot enough to transfer the thermal energy 
of the interior outward through radiation. In other words, it is opaque. As a result, thermal convection occurs as thermal columns carry hot material to the surface photosphere of the sun. Once the material cools off at the surface, it plunges downward to the base of the convection zone to receive more heat. The thermal columns in the convection zone form an imprint on the surface of the sun. The turbulent convection of this outer part of the solar interior causes a small-scale dynamo that produces magnetic north and south poles all over the surface of the sun. The visible surface of the sun, the photosphere, is the layer below which the sun becomes opaque to visible light. Above the photosphere, visible sunlight is free to propagate into space and its energy escapes the sun entirely. The change in opacity is due to the decreasing amount of hydrogen ions which absorb visible light easily. Conversely, the visible light we see is produced as electrons react with hydrogen atoms to produce hydrogen ions. The photosphere is tens to hundreds of kilometers thick, being slightly less opaque than air on Earth. Because the upper part of the photosphere is cooler than the lower part, an image of the sun appears brighter in the center than on the edge or limb of the solar disk. This is a phenomenon known as limb darkening.
sunlight has approximately a black body spectrum that indicates its temperature is about 6,000 degrees Kelvin interspersed with atomic absorption lines from the tenuous layers above the photosphere. During early studies of the optical spectrum of the photosphere, some absorption lines were found that did not correspond to any chemical elements then known on Earth. In 1868, these new absorption lines were considered a new element which was dubbed helium after the Greek sun god Helios. It was not until 25 years later that helium was isolated on Earth. The parts of the sun above the photosphere are referred to collectively as the solar atmosphere. They can be viewed with telescopes operating across the electromagnetic spectrum from radio through visible light to gamma rays and comprise five principal zones. The temperature minimum, the chromosphere, the transition region, the corona, and the heliosphere. The heliosphere, which may be considered the tenuous outer atmosphere of the Sun extends outward past the orbit of Pluto to the heliopause where it forms a sharp shock front boundary with the interstellar medium. The chromosphere's transition region and corona are much hotter than the surface of the sun. The reason has not been conclusively proven. Evidence suggests that Alvin waves may have enough energy to heat the corona. The coolest layer of the sun is a temperature minimum region about 500 kilometers above 
the photosphere with the temperature of about 4100 degrees Kelvin. This part of the sun is cool enough to support simple molecules such as carbon monoxide which can be detected by their absorption spectrum. Above the temperature minimum layer is a layer about 2,000 kilometers thick dominated by a spectrum of emission and absorption lines. It is called the chromosphere. From the Greek root chroma meaning color because the chromosphere is visible as a colored flash at the beginning and end of total eclipses of the Sun. The temperature in the chromosphere increases gradually with altitude ranging up to 20,000 degrees Kelvin near the top in the upper part of the chromosphere. Helium becomes partially ionized. Above the chromosphere in a thin transition region which is about 200 kilometers thick, the temperature rises rapidly from around 20,000 Kelvin in the upper chromosphere to coronal temperatures closer to 1 million Kelvin. The temperature increase is facilitated by the full ionization of helium in the transition region, which significantly reduces radiative cooling of the plasma. The transition region does not occur at a well-defined altitude. Rather, it forms a kind of nimbus around chromospheric features and is in constant chaotic motion. The corona is the extended outer atmosphere of the sun, which is larger in volume than the sun itself. The corona 
continuously expands into space forming the solar wind which fills all the solar system. The low corona which is very near the surface of the sun has a dense particle density. While no complete theory yet exists to account for the temperature of the corona, at least some of its heat is known to be from magnetic reconnection. In December 2004, the Voyager 1 probe passed through a shock front that is thought to be part of the heliopause. Both of the Voyager probes have recorded higher level of energetic particles as they approached the boundary. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet.